0: It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I can't lose any of my senses. Paula? I don't care who sees my nipples.
1: Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth.
0: Welcome to The Ugly Truth, episode 307.
1: We are sister's who podcast. Hey,
0: you remembered. See, I
1: didn't remember that's well, so you funny. You paused and stared at me blankly. <laughs> I assumed I had Well, I was giving you do. the look
0: because of your ug. <laughs> <ugh. laughs> anyway, welcome to the ugly truth. Paula, you've decided to close your gap years of raising children and go back to the grind. Yes, I am job hunting. How's it going? Not well. (laughs) Well, you know what's so funny? Because you read all of these articles and all of these people talking about how they don't judge people who have windows in their resume because... You know, life is more important and raising children is important. And then you literally go, and they're just like, So
1: why weren't you working for three years? Yeah, that's assuming if you get an interview, they probably just look at my resume and be like, She hasn't worked in three years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, God forbid they go the next level and find out why. But yeah, you know, it's what I think what's hard is we were kind of talking about this yesterday when I was job hunting because I was brutally fired from an insurance company for. Completely wrong reasons because my supervisor was a cunt. I had to go job hunting again, and back then, it was in the nineties. There was no digital job hunting uh, websites. I mean, there were some, but they were so minimal because nobody believed in posting online yet. Mm-hmm. And so you had to buy the job journal newspapers. Mm-hmm. You would get those at the grocery store. Read the sack B. Go to the sack B, which they had. That's where you could find all the adult dancing. <laughs> All the adult dancing uh, ads. So it was, there was a lot of, a lot more work involved in looking for actual legitimate jobs that weren't door-to-door sales or adult dancing. (laughs) It it was very, very different. You couldn't even, like, there was no Craigslist, there was
1: nothing, nothing even shady. It was just all in print. It was the newspaper and it was the business journal and yeah or god forbid you walk into the business and ask if they were hiring oh
0: my god that happened a lot
1: i never did that but
0: i i know well you know what when i was younger i did i would walk into i walked into roundtable yeah and i said can i have enough those applications with pen can i have an application they're like yeah sure and then it's like this three to four page application just to be someone who makes pizza And you had to know all of your information. You had to know your social security card number. You had to know every address and supervisor name you ever had. And you had to write it down. And I remember people would come in with a resume and they would just staple it to the application. And the person would give it back and say, you you have to fill out the whole application. I know. I had
1: people try and pull that trick on me before.
0: Right. They're like, oh, so you're lazy. Get it. Mm -hmm. Um, So now everything is digital. The problem is, is that you can't really discern because they're so good at... At masking what the real job is with lingo you know outside sales could mean anything from cold calling from the phone book to literally door-to-door sales
1: yeah you never
0: know what you're gonna get and so I've always avoided those ads the and the other thing is you see this really promising position you're like oh my god this is perfect and then you realize oh there's EOE laws and they just have to post the job even though it's already been filled for three months
1: probably yeah
0: I mean, you would know. You were in HR. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, there were some companies I worked for where we we're just like, um, well, we still have to post it for at least five days, but you pretty much have the job. I've heard of uh, companies where they filled the position,
0: but to satisfy the laws, they would post the job in like Raleigh, North Carolina in their the back pages of their community newsletter just to say they posted the ad. And sure enough, someone would apply for it. <laughs> You know, from Raleigh, North Carolina. You have to interview them if they qualified. Right, right. So anyway, I feel like it's even harder to find jobs digitally. Because when in the old days, you would print out your resume on your dot matrix printer. (laughs) And you would go out and you would drop them off. I had, I probably, I don't know how much money I spent on printer paper, envelopes, cover, God,
1: the amount of cover letters I wrote to, I, I just stopped doing cover letters. Nobody reads them.
0: I was looking at jobs. I was helping you job search the other day and I was like, it's
1: amazing to me how many companies require a cover letter. I was shocked. I was really surprised. Well, if they do require it, then I'll write something. Well, but, of course. You know, They're like, if I, you don't supply a cover letter, you will not be considered for this position.
0: And I was like, well...
1: Yeah, you know, it seems like since I've been job hunting this last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. that we're coming full circle to where companies want sometimes cover letters they want you to have you know your bachelor's degree and right. they want you to have 10 years of experience <laughs> that they don't and exist they want you to have your sphr california which is a certification for hr oh but it's a senior certification anyways it's dumb but um mm. it's not dumb actually it's really good if you have it and so <laughs> Obviously, I don't have those things. And so I'm thinking, well, I don't have a chance in hell of basically getting a job unless, you know, these people, these wonderful HR people out there are unemployed and they're going to snatch up these jobs.
0: But the thing is, is if those esteemed qualified applicants are running around unemployed, what chance does anybody else have of getting anything?
1: Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And then, then I have people such as yourself mm. and other people say, well, why don't you just go back to school and you know learn something new? I'm like, yeah, I'm only 40. <laughs> a lot of people do that though. A lot of
0: people go back and learn a new skill. When I was at a vocational school, I was I was 20 and I had dropped out of college because I hated it. and I regret it a bit simply because I was one semester away from a degree and now it's been too long so if i wanted to go back none it's of that applies. Not right? No, it's not transferable anymore. So it is a regret i've always had cuz it would have been nice just to say it was completed and i can move on with my life. But i was young and stupid and i didn't give a crap. Mm-hmm. So i think about that now and i'm like damn you know but i would go back if i if there was something i really wanted to do but when i went to the vocational school at 20 i would say half of the people that were in there were our parents age Mm -hmm. re relearning a new skill because their jobs were either obsolete or they had been injured and had been out of work for a year. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I can't go back to that job. It's been too long. So now I have to learn something new. right And they were doing, you know, back then it was, you know, computers and stuff. So it's not unheard of. That's what vocational schools were traditionally for. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you learn a new skill. I mean... I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong
1: with that, personally. I would do it now. I mean, I read the job descriptions, and it's exactly what I've done for the past, you know, thir- Your whole working 13 life. years. Right. It's not like I was making trinkets, and no. suddenly it's, you know, being done by computer. Right. But it's just, I really think it's the gap, and I think it's, you know, not having the degree, and, you know, but... I think you're going to find your place. It's just... I mean honestly Paula you've been
0: looking probably for a total of 10 days. I mean I you've only started to get serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm antsy. I don't have patience. Well here's the other thing. You and I are not accustomed to not getting our way instantly. That's true. We are very uh in, in immediate uh, what's the call what's it called? Immediate uh, uh, sa- not satisfaction. Yeah, what is What that is that? Saying? Immediate res- not response. Like we're rats. I don't know. Immediate gratification. Instant Instant gratification. That's what it is. Jeez. I swear to God, I'm (laughs) losing my goddamn mind. I forget everything. I hate it. Oh, my God. I need, like, an index card of phrases that I use. We need a little person to say, instant gratification. It's like, oh, we need an Amanda. We need need an 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 Emily. Yeah. Yeah, we need need to have someone remembering everything that we never remember and knowing that we're going to forget it and then be in our ear going, that would be instant gratification, Mrs. Minor. That's what we need. I, I did watch The Devil Wears Prada the other day. <laughs> I've watched it. I like it. But I don't like Anne Hathaway or The Boyfriend. I love oh, Emily hey. Blunt and Meryl Streep. <laughs> Talk about the
1: worst people to cast. Well. But I'm trying to think who they were. Okay, so I'd read an article that they originally wanted to cast Rachel McAdams, which I think would have been worse.
0: For the Anne Hathaway role?
1: hmm She's too much of a
0: bitch. There's no way she could have pulled off feeble and humble. Um, There's no
1: way. Well, and she's too pretty.
0: She's really pretty, but she also has, she's fiery and spicy, and even in real life. And so I just don't see how, I mean, I'm not saying she's not a good actress and that she couldn't do it, but she's not dowdy enough, mm-hmm. for sure. Anne Hathaway can be frumpy in a minute.
1: Totally. In a, In
0: fact, I think it takes a Herculean amount of effort to make her look glamorous. If I'm being honest. I would
1: agree with that. I and mean then she, I see what she looks like in her regular life. She looks like she we looks do when worse. we're sick. She yeah. looks like she has the flu. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really? And then when she did that pixie cut, I'm just like, does she have cancer? No,
0: she did what all a lot of women do. They cut their hair short when they have a child. I don't understand. I don't that. get it either. You know, my daughter, you know, she went through a breakup and so she did what a lot of women do. She got a new hairstyle and she pierced her nose. Are you joking? Me? Lost 20 pounds. No, I'm not joking. Wow. Yeah, I she mean, was like, 20. I'm a new me. But she also started therapy, so that also mm-hmm. has something it's to do with it. Piercing the nose.
1: Yeah, it's cute, though. It looks good on her. I don't know. I'd be afraid I'd rub my nose and, like, stab my... She
0: did. She, she did. I go, do you want, don't you do you feel like you have a bugger in your nose, like, all the time? Because, you know, it's cute on the outside, but on the inside's the stud, you mm-hmm. know? She said, yeah, sometimes my nose will itch, and I'll forget why it's itching. Oh. <laughs> so I'll go like this with the with like the ball of your wrist on the upper upper mm-hmm. part, and I'll go like this, and I'll hit, and then I'll stab the inside of my
1: nostril with the stud, and I'll remember. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why that's there. It's healing. That would happen to me on a date. I would like rub my nose, <laughs> and then I'll send a little blood to a <laughs> out of my nose. I'm like, sorry, it's just my nose stud. Oh, my God. Speaking of, I had a nosebleed.
0: And When we went to the wine country this last weekend, jeez, it was so weird because, first of all, I was incredibly hungover. This was the day we were go- going home. And I'm actually, it's a good segue because I'm going to tell you about that trip because you're going to die. I know you're not a big wine drinker, but it wasn't about the wine. We decided to try Sonoma because we always go to Napa Valley. Uh-huh. And Sonoma's on the other side of the hills over there. So we decided we'd try some wineries. Some friends of ours recommended a couple of Places and they kind of have the same taste we do in wines, and Mm -hmm. so we were really excited. So, is there a big difference between, like, it's like the the crip's, it's like the crip's and the bloods, man. Sonoma thinks they're better. Napa is known for their cab, but it's a bit diluted. Where the original, this is this is how cabs were originally supposed to be, is what they'll say. I don't fight it because I didn't grow up there, and I don't I don't grow wine, so I don't really care and if you believe it then you are in the right place for sure Mm. so we had never been to sonoma for tasting and so we went up on a saturday first thing we wanted to do some appointments so we could get like a tour of the Mm -hmm. wines and stuff like that so the only available appointment was at 11 in the morning
1: that's not that bad
0: except that it's an hour and a half drive so we had to leave at nine we are not morning people As I I am not. No. Daryl is. So he had no problem with that. I'm like, yeah, why? 11's not bad. He goes, yes, but it's an hour and a half away, which means we have to be packed and ready to leave. No later than (sighs) 9.15. Yes, I'll do it. I'll be fine. I'll put my makeup on in the car. I'll be a minimalist. I'll go the natural. (laughs) I'll do the natural look, which I always regret every time. So,
1: anyway. Because if you take pictures, you look pasty. I look like ill. (laughs) Like, why aren't you wearing any makeup that day? Where are your eyes? Yeah. How come you weren't wearing any lips? What's
0: going on with that? So, we we get to the place and it's really nice. And so, the tour takes place at the owner's home because he Mm. is surrounded by his vines. His vineyard is up there. And the tasting room is really pretty. And apparently this is quite an experience. It's called Cayman Wines. It's with a K. And so we don't know anything about it. He says they vet the people that ask for the tour because it's a private residence. And Mr. Cayman is somewhat notable. And we're like, he is? We have no... We literally... We're so out of it. We just have any... Is he an actor or something? And I'm like, Cayman, Cayman, Cayman. And I have no idea. Daryl, who's a big nerd, has no idea. Cayman. So... He starts talking to us about this guy. And I have to get my notes so I How can tell you. How did he you, met you guys? Oh, they probably just go on Facebook and make sure we're not stalkery or, you know, movie freaks or whatever. Or, you know, crazy fans or something. So, Mr. Kamen is the man who wrote The Karate Kid. Shut up! Seriously. I had no idea. We're like, What? And Daryl goes, oh, this makes so much more sense. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, when I was looking up Cayman Wines to see what the tour would be, there's all these pictures of people doing the crane. And I said, what? He goes, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't make any sense to me. And now it's- Like it while they're at the winery, they're yeah. doing the crane photos. Yes. Or they go do the house tour, and they're on the deck going, you know, doing the, the crane thing. Tell me you guys did that. No. Good. No, we did not.
1: But, I Don't be those listen, people. Listen, I
0: love the Karate Kid for its nostalgia, but I am not like all about it you know expecting ralph macchio to be sitting on the porch or something no and this is the screenwriter this is not the director or anything like that he wrote the screenplay for the karate kid one two and three all three of them yeah he's the one he in fact that movie or that series that came out on amazon um cobra kai he gets paid for that those are all his characters he, did, he is not a producer or a director on that, but because he invented those characters, he gets paid for anything. He owns so the
1: licensing, everything. Do you, can you, the royalties he must
0: get. Oh, my God. They play the Karate Kid every weekend. Every weekend. And and it's on every pay-per-view type, you know, Netflix type thing. Every
1: holiday, they have a, a,
0: the, the three <laughs> movies back-to-back. I mean, and the man, has, by the way, has done other things. Like, he did Taken. He wrote Taken. With oh. Liam Neeson and the and the oh. sequel. I don't know who you
1: are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all
0: him. So he's done other one, The Professional, which is one that I really love. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was super excited. Oh, he also
1: wrote taps. With Gregory Hines? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Wait, taps like Timothy Hutton. <laughs> Tom Cruise's first film about the military school. <laughs> right. It's all coming to me now. <laughs> Well, wasn't there a movie named taps with gregory <laughs> maybe
0: i don't know was it with mikhail parishnika I know. all right anyway so this is the dude this is the dude so he said uh so our tour guide who was r- super passionate about the wines the story is really interesting so we listen to the story and everything so we're just enjoying the wines the, the deck in which you sit you see all of the property and it's beautiful they were saved by the fire because of one road. They almost oh. lost everything, but they were they were saved by this one little road. And so, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this car pulls up. This little Ford Bronco pull, pulls up. It's not even a nice car. It's just a kind of a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Shows up, and he goes, "Oh, uh, he's here." The guy, Mister Cayman, shows up, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, you get to meet him." We're like, "All right, cool." So he's shorter than me. Oh, he's probably I think he's 75, 74, 75, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been around for a really long time. He is reeking of marijuana. Wow, <laughs> He's a hardcore hippie. Um, his farmer, the guy that plants all the stuff, is n- notable for his weed growing. Oh, and okay. he he provided the Grateful Dead with all of their product. And so, I mean, this is a pretty well-established guy
1: wow. um
0: so it's not surprising that he probably tokes a little when mm-hmm. he's just going around so anyway so he met him he's like hey hi, how's it going and daryl he's like this uh my wife this is my wife my <laughs> wife jamie and he goes well it's nice to know you have a title <laughs> so <I'm> like, Yeah. <laughs> apparently so so then the guy the guy goes would you guys like a photo together and you know how much i love taking pictures yeah i'm like well how do i refuse i mean and then the guy mr came and he's like Yeah, right, fine. So he walks over, and I'm like, he literally was taking his groceries out of his car from Whole Foods. So we talked, and he was really nice, obviously super humble, and he's building a second home on this property. So we got to tour the property, and it was really nice. And I was like, you would never know, and I didn't say this to him, but I was looking at this small man, and I'm like, you would never know in a million years that this guy is the guy for the Karate Kid people. And he also... He really likes, um, not
1: Jet Li. Is it Jet Li? is it Jackie Chan?
0: Yeah, it's not Jackie Chan. It was Jet Li he met uh, when he first started writing in Hollywood. He met Jet Li, and he's like, we became fast friends. We wrote Kiss of the Dragon or whatever it's called in five hours. Wow. Like, they were so into it. So anyway, he was really cool. He has a dojo built into his new home. He's just so he still does it. Yeah, he does. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he looks like an old
1: dude. Like he just, you but, know. I mean, he might just do like you know little exercises, like yoga
0: or something. Yeah. I don't think he's hitting anybody. But anyway, that was really fun, and the wines were delicious. We joined the club and you know purchased our our choices for the next shipment. They do one shipment a year. That's it. And so wow. we loved it because we're like, oh, it's perfect. So we don't have to deal with the onslaught of you know tri monthly. Mm-hmm. Deliveries. We just get it all in one fell swoop. And then next year you get to decide what you want to do again, mm-hmm. which I love. Wow. So anyway, that was a wonderful. We had so much fun and we were so grateful and thankful and just everything. And we just left walking on air going, this was a wonderful idea. We're so glad we did this. And so we decided to go to another place called Gloria Ferrer, which mm-hmm. is a Spanish sparkling winery. It is not exclusive. I'll just put it to you that way. There are some wineries in the region Mm -hmm. that you really don't need an appointment. You can just show up, drink some swill, and be on your merry way. Mm -hmm. Dog friendly. You know, I don't know. It's just one of those types of places. I don't like those places. I don't either. So we had made a reservation there to do an elevated tasting, which is a little more exclusive. And we thought... We knew what Gloria Ferrer was, so we thought, if we do an elevated tasting, maybe we won't have to sit with the unwashed masses, and maybe we'll just get to do something separate. (laughs) Sit with the undesirables. (laughs) Yeah. So, we did it. So, we show up, and it is, I mean, wall-to-wall people.
1: Oh, my God. There are
0: so many people at this place. And so, we walk up, and they have a hostess station, like a restaurant,
1: Mm outside,
0: outside. So, and there's benches everywhere along, because there's a lot of people waiting. And so, when we walk up, and I said, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I think we should just walk away. He said, well, we paid for the experience already, so we might as well try it. And I'm like, all right, fine. If this is the experience, then I want nothing to do with this. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. So... They were late. Everything was running behind. And so we said, yeah, we're here for our two o'clock, whatever. And she's like, all right. And she goes, well, someone will be right with you. And when the gentleman who's squiring us around is wearing a tattered white polo shirt and hiking boots, I'm like, well, you know, these are mountainous farming people. So maybe, maybe he was working in the fields, you know, I don't know. So we go in and uh, Daryl and I are sitting there waiting. And now listen, I am not saying that there's anything wrong with being obese. I don't I'm not judging you because you're obese. However, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we were sitting down on the bench and this uh, family of six <laughs> arrives, all these women. <laughs> and um they I mean if one was 300 that would have been a good day for her. Oh my god. They were really large and on top of it they were really tall. What? Tall and large. So it looked
1: really large. You know what I mean? Were there cameras, like TLC cameras?
0: No. So I'm detail oriented, so I noticed the small things,
1: right? So how did you notice them? <laughs>
0: so they're like, hi, we're here for our appointment. And I went, oh my god, if they're in our Taste of Spain appointment, I'm going to die. So... They're like, yeah, we're here for you know the tasting. They're like, okay, well, it's gonna be about a twenty-minute wait. There's no tables, da da da, because you can just walk in.
1: Mm-hmm. They're
0: like, all right, no problem. So they walk by, and one of them is wearing a support sock on their l- one leg. Oh yeah, only one.
1: Well, sometimes you Not only two. have one
0: bad leg. <laughs> okay. And you need circulation. All right. Well, she was wearing slides, so it was odd. I would think that'd be slippery. Yeah, with the sock. That look like a nylon. They short. are nylon. I think they're they're they were. It was a knee high support sock on one leg, and she was wearing Bermuda shorts because you know why not? I mean, it's only a winery, so hey, anything goes. Are you supposed to dress up when you go? Well, you should look nice. You don't have to look, you don't want to show up in cutoffs and stuff, but this is a place that allows dogs. So, you know, I guess you could probably just do whatever you want. The McDonald's of wineries. I don't know. I mean, I was really disappointed because we have some friends that love it there. They love it there. And we have a sparkling place that we love, and it's nothing like this. So we, I expected it would be a lot like the place we like to go, mm-hmm. because these people that we enjoy their taste in wines, we figured, oh, this is probably the same. It is not the same. They must go an- during another time or something, because this place was just so crowded. So so crowded. So crowded. I get up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to the bathroom, because I have to pee. And he's like, OK. I said, if they call us, just let me know. You know, I'll be right out. So I said, I'm pretty sure this is going to be like a restaurant bathroom, so I'm sure there's like a hundred stalls, so I'll be in and out, no problem. So I walk, and I open, go to open up the door, and the tattered white polo shirt man opens the door, and people in wheelchairs come out. And they, How many? Two. Oh, okay. So I'm standing there waiting, and they were also very large people, and um, so I had to back up and let them out, and one had their leg elevated- so I turn and I look at Daryl and he's like, don't. <laughs> he mouths to me, he's like, just don't. Because I'm sure I have a face like, you've got to be kidding me. Where are we? What is this? So I walk out, I walk into the bathroom and sure enough, it smells like diarrhea and there's oh, like 60 stalls. Oh
1: my
0: god. And I so I'm peeing and I... I leave, I get out of the stall and I wash my hands and in my mind, I'm like, if he's still sitting on the bench, we're walking out. I will sacrifice the $100, whatever we paid, and we will just call it a day. It'll call it a lesson learned and we'll just be done. So I come out and... We're, we're being seated in a private room, mm-hmm. and but it's all glass, so you can see everything out. And I'm like, oh, well, it's quiet. It doesn't smell gross. It's nice, you know? I'm like, okay. And everything's set up really beautifully. And mm-hmm. I said, maybe I just had a bad attitude, and we just need to just deal. So we sit down, and I'm like, this is really nice. He goes, yeah, this is great. So our, our host comes in, and I was trying to explain to you what she looked like. She looked like the lady in Sex and the City when Carrie is interviewing assistants in the movie. And okay. she's at the coffee place, and she goes through all the people. And she's like, you seem a bit drunk, Candy. That one, yeah. OK, that's exactly what she looked like. And I was like, really? I thought maybe that was the actress, but it's not. So she comes in. She sits down in front of us on a chair with her legs completely s- splayed open like a man. Oh, my god. She's wearing a pantsuit. And she's like, hey. She's like, so have you ever been here before? We're like, No. <laughs> You know, like, no. And she's like, all right. She's like, well, and I go, are we the only ones in this event? And she's like, yeah, you're the only ones. You're my last appointment of the day. She's super like harsh, tactless, gruff, gruff. And I said, all right. And I'm like, God, you know, I'm just like, I really need to get my mind right because I think I'm reading into everything because I really don't want to be here. So then she looks at me, and I wish we had a camera so I could show you people who are listening what she did. But you'll get an idea. (laughs) She goes, all right. (laughs) 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 And she looked right in my eyes and snorted her nose really loud. And I was like, take it aback. Did you look at (laughs) Daryl? I couldn't. Because she was looking at me, and I didn't want to make a scene. So then, and then she did it again. And so I finally get a glance at Daryl. He's all, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he just did that weird like eye blink. Like I, I don't like know, I don't what, know, to know what to
1: say.
0: Here. So at some point, she goes, "Oh well, I'll be right back. I forgot something. I'll be right back." And I was like, "Oh thank God." So she leaves, and Daryl goes look, I don't want to leave you, but I really have to go to the bathroom. And I said, all right, fine. Great. Thanks. Leave me with Samantha. Smell you later. God. So he walks out and she comes in. He goes, what's the matter with him? <laughs> and I was like, um, he had to go to the restroom and he didn't want to inter." I go, he didn't want to interrupt your intro. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, all right. I mean, this is who she was the whole time. So we went through the whole thing and um, talked about the fire a little bit. And, you know, she started to warm up to us a bit, but she seemed hostile for a lot of it. And I just took, I told Daryl, I said, look, man, she's terrible, but we will never forget this. Like, ever. This is, this will go down in history as one of the greatest events that we have ever witnessed. I mean, really. So... I did. I tried. I did attempt to offend her at one point. I I told her that I thought Gloria Ferrer was the epitome of mass production wines, and she lost her shit. She was just like, <laughs> "How?" Da-? She's like, "We are not mass production. Corbell is mass production." And she goes, "And for your information, Vouv is mass production." It's like trying to indicate that I'm some kind of elitist snob because Vouv is a really expensive champagne. Oh, I'm that like, you get in France. Boob you it's from france and she's like and for your information Vouv is mass production and i was like all right sorry didn't mean to offend at this point i'm hammered so i don't even give a shit anymore we did buy some wines though because when you do the tasting you get access to some of the really good ones that you can't Mm -hmm. buy at the store she's like yeah we got the ones at trader joe's safeway you know we they just drink that shit up like it's nothing Mm -hmm. you know oh my god i said all right Well, it's been a, it's been a slice, Samantha.
1: (laughs) Jeez.
0: I actually just started getting up and packing up. I actually didn't even say goodbye. I just started getting up and walking out. I didn't even say goodbye. I was like, I'm, I'm drunk, but I'm not that drunk that I don't know that this was an absolute disaster. And I'm so sorry if others enjoy that place. Maybe we came on a really bad day or it was just some unusual circumstances, but noted you got our $300 and we will never be back. So enjoy $300.
1: it. $300. Well, yeah.
0: It was It was like 120 to do the experience. And then we did buy a couple of bottles of their mm-hmm. Cava, which is their Spanish sparkling, which is you can't buy it anywhere. So we were like, yeah, we'll get this. It's really good. And I'm like, you, you, she held out on us until the end. And she's like, well, she goes, this isn't the one we're supposed to show you, but this one's pretty good. And so mm-hmm. she gave it to us. So at, at some point, she started to like us. But at that point, I had already gotten over her, and I didn't care anymore. So I'm like, yeah, we'll buy it. Why not? You know, it was a really weird experience and one that I never want to have again, ever. So, mm. and I I told Daryl, I said, I go, maybe I'm, maybe we are snobs. Maybe this is just not where we are, you know? I don't know. I mean, I think I'm pretty down to earth. That's not down to earth. That's that's weird. (sighs) It was weird. I'm like, maybe she's a farmer. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I know. Oh, so and then, and so we were, of course, we were just so incredibly drunk. And so the next morning I was ta- taking a shower, washing the, washing the day off. And I was like, did I bite my tongue or something? Cause I kept <laughs> tasting blood and I got out and you know, when you're in a hotel, I don't know about you, but one of the biggest challenges I've ever had is when I start my period <sighs> in a hotel because all they provide you are white towels. Yeah, really. Snow white towels. And then, you know, God forbid you have sex and you accidentally start your period or mm. you're on and you dry yourself off and then you get a streak of blood on the mm-hmm. towel. So, I wipe my face and I and these t- towels are so fluffy that I just wipe my face really hard, you know, to make it feel good. And I pull down and I'm like, "Oh my god, there was like a big pile of blood." And I was like, "What the <laughs> hell?" And so I started to feel like, did I pop a zit or did I? My t- is my lip bleeding or, you know, what? And then I tasted blood and I was like, I'm having a goddamn, I can't even remember the last time I had a nosebleed.
1: Oh, your nose was bleeding. Yes. Oh, I, okay. Oh, you thought I started my period? I thought you started your period and no. that you were drying yourself up <laughs> first and then you wiped your oh my face God. and I was just like, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh my God, I would have died. <laughs> I would have gotten back in the
0: shower. No, thank God that didn't happen. But I was like, what the hell? And so I, and then of course, because I'm so weird, I start rinsing the towel
1: out so that the help doesn't have to do it. They just grab them and throw them in a giant washer.
0: I know. They don't even notice. They just pick it all up with gloves and throw it in a bag and then dump it into some giant laundromat. Do you know how much jizz is on all those towels and sheets? I, I was watching Jim Gaffigan once and he said, if you want to be sanitary, you have to sleep in the tub. There's no <laughs> other place. Everything else has been. Fucked on, pooped on, <laughs> peed on, you know, puked on. And now when I go, I look at the toilet and I'm like, how much throw up has this toilet seen? How much poop and diarrhea and all of it? And now I so I kind of struggle with that. Even the robes. you know, I mean, there's nothing. And then when I read that thing that they said that the blow dryers in hotel rooms are one of the dirtiest things in a hotel. Blow dryers. Yes, there's so much fecal matter on blow dryers. Who
1: poops on a blow dryer?
0: I think they poop and wipe their hand wipe their butt and then immediately go and blow dry their hair is what I think.
1: Wow. After a
0: shower or something. You pass by the sink to get to the blow dryer. Can you Is there anything worse than pooping when you've just gotten out of the shower when you're wet? yeah I'm it's the worst all over this i page. hate it i hate it i feel so dirty i feel like i'm in an outhouse
1: you know what i hate is when you take like a really hot shower and then you get out and you're trying to get dressed for the day <laughs> trying to put your bra on it's like <gasps> fighting with someone and, I, and you know what
0: whenever i do that i go did i gain weight in a minute like suddenly I can't put on my bra, it's, it's so tight.
1: It's like it, my body is still so tacky and it <laughs> takes like an hour to dry. And you have to rip your skin to twist the bra around. And it won't twist, it'll just keep stuck in the sand. It'll just be position. like nope, going nowhere. So and I'm like then, then you somehow believe that you can put it on with the cups first. Oh you know yes, right. and then just hook it in the back and that never works. No, it doesn't.
0: But awesome. I love bras. I I posted this on Facebook a few weeks ago, but I said, you know, clearly history is cyclical. If you look at it, you know, Nixon is Trump. The racial inequity, the, the outrage of, you know, equality, all of that's coming full circle. And it's like, can we just go to burning our bras so I just don't have to wear them anymore and people will just have to deal with it? I never wear one. I know, but you should. And you will. And you do. I don't care who sees my nipples. So when you go to work, you just go freeball no, I mean,
1: when I go to, like, you know, church, nice places. <laughs> when you go to Walmart. <laughs> I don't wear one. I know. Why should I? Nobody else there does. Thank God. I hate Walmart. All right, I think
0: it is time. Oh, really quick, how much time? Oh, we have a, we have a little bit of time before ugly and awkward moment of the week. You and I were looking at the Dancing with the Stars roster. And you and I have the same conversation every time they issue a new level of people. Mm-hmm. Every year, or I guess it's every six months or something. Yeah, they do it, it seems twice, like the they year. Have twice a year. Every year we
1: go, God, they've scraped the bottom of the barrel again. Like every time, right? Yeah, they kind of pull out like the second string or the third string. Or It certainly you know. feels like it. Like you and I were talking. It's like we didn't even know half these people. Well, I pointed a picture. To you. I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. You're like, that's the guy from the Dukes of Hazard. And I'm like, wasn't that like in the 70s? John Schneider.
0: Yeah. Bobby Bones, which you and I both know who well, that I know is. Who the that DJ. Is. And you said he has the good dancer this year. He has Sharna. And Sharna is the one everybody wants? Yes. Okay. All the guys want Sharna. Demarcus Ware, who is a former uh, football player. Okay. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's okay. He retired in 2013. But I mean, really? 2013? That was
1: five years ago? I know. Ago. I don't even know what he's doing now. I mean, I'm sure I should say but it he just like, did something just happen did he get in the hall of fame or uh no just
0: adopting children and now he's divorced so i don't know well that's good <clears throat> uh milo manheim who is a disney star from their sh- new show zombies which is teen zombies he i is wouldn't doing know it. that me either that's him and i have no idea who that is or maybe that's the girl no, Whitney's the dancer. Oh, okay. Danielle Umstead, who is oh, she's a Paralympian winter skier. What is she missing? A genetic eye condition. She's blind.
1: Oh, wow. That'll be interesting. Well, they had a deaf dancer on there before. He couldn't hear the music. That's weird. He just had to feel the rhythm of his dance. I think he, they won, actually. Oh, that makes sense. He was so cute. Well, he was a male model.
0: Oh, okay. uh, somebody from the Bachelorette grocery store, Joe. I don't watch The Bachelorette. I have not never do watched it. Do we need to watch this? I hate it. Jamie, I don't think I could. I can't do it either. John Schneider,
1: Beau Duke. Oh, he's aging well. He looks good. He's just going to be awkward. He's only 58. I thought he'd be way older than that. Really? They yeah. must have been young when they did the Dukes of Hazard. Me
0: too. Oh, in June, he was sentenced to three days behind bars for having failure to pay his alimony. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. He's saying he can't afford it. All right. Well, maybe that's why he's doing Dancing with the Stars. And then Joe from Facts of Life, Nancy McKeon, who's 52. Is she a lesbian? I don't know. Maybe. I've never... I don't know. She looks the same to me. I think she's had some injections, because her neck is super, super loose, but her face is... Her face looks good, which is fine.
1: She looks a little bit like an octopus. A little bit. (laughs) And then Mary Lou Retton.
0: I want to know what she looks like. Where is she? Oh, there's no photo of her. God, does she look that bad? Hmm. She's 50. So is this the senior edition? I don't know. I mean... And then... Tanisha? Tanisha? She's a pop star. She's pretty. I like her. Maybe she'll do well. She's got big boobs, though, so that always seems to be a struggle for the dancers, is the big boobs.
1: Yeah, I've never heard of her. Me neither. I'm sure we're the
0: only ones, though. Um, Fuller House. Nikki Glaser, who is a writer-comedian. I know her. I mean, not personally, but I know who she is. And, uh... A cover girl, she's weird looking.
1: I don't know and see, I don't know these people. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, when you think of dancing with the stars, you think of stars, like famous people, and it's just like right. half this list. I'm just like, who the hell are they?
0: Yeah, me too. I don't I don't get it. But every year that happens, we know a couple of people. It almost feels like the regionals.
1: <laughs> it's not like the real one. You know what right. I mean? It's strange. So mm. anyway, I'm um, I don't know if I'll watch. We'll see. You know
0: you're going to poke in and go, "Oh, Mary Lee Retton's going to win everything cuz she's a gymnast." She's, they're so small though and short. I want the blind girl to win. I'm putting in my bet right now. The blonde girl's going to the blind the blind blonde girl will win. <laughs> the para Olympian will win. They're very coordinated. And when you're when you're compensating for a lack of a, a sense, they tend to do better. I don't know. It's true. I would Just- not i can't lose any of my senses it would be a <laughs> we, mess
1: we, we're barely good with the ones we we're have barely
0: hanging on with all of them and i don't even know i might even have a sixth sense we don't even know
1: i don't know I what, know. what do they say like a third eye or something. yeah
0: i have a good gut like i i can always i i you know don't I, mean? I know I you're have so celiac <laughs> <laughs> I know. all right well let's do our ugly and awkward moments of the week
1: I do have one let's go so i was at the gas station and um you know how i don't know the magic behind filling up a gas station with gas you know like mm-hmm. the big trucks and they fill up the holes and oh and the bottom the tanks yeah yes yes well if you ever look at a gas station you'll see like the big circles like all over the floor yeah that, yeah like that. well those are raised And so, I didn't really really know that. (laughs) And so, I was driving in, and, uh, of course, I went and drove over all four. Oh! And so, it looked like I was four-wheeling in the gas station. You're like, oh! And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And so, every, not everyone, but people in the gas station that were getting gas were, like, looking at me, like, like, what did you drive over every curb? Like, (laughs) what is she doing? (laughs) Are you aiming for those? I don't know. I found them somehow, of course. Of course you will. No doubt. I was thankful nobody was in the car. Well, they would have been like, "Wait!" Well, you know, a kid would have been like, "Wait, Do that again, Mom! Yeah. That's how they do it. Olivia would have been like, whoa! (laughs) She's so funny. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, mine is mine is similarly low key. So, we went to this really nice winery came in and when we came back from the tour, they have a tasting room. So, they'll say if you want to revisit anything, you know, now's the time and if you want to join the club or whatever, now's the time. So, he had us compare two vintages of the same wine. They're like, "You can tell the difference between this one and this year." And we're like, "Okay, cool." no expense was spared in this tasting room. Everything is pristine. And so everything's white marble and it's just beautiful. So he gives us these two like 15 inch tall wine, big fat wine glasses. And he pours a little in each and he's like, yeah, try each. So I'm trying to be classy. So I have my hand on the stems of both of these on the counter and you swirl if you want to get oxygen in there. Well, the thing is, is you really don't need to do that at places like this. this this is ready to drink. You mm-hmm. don't have to do that. So I take both in both of my hands and I start swirling on the counter with both of these, and I of course clang both of the wine glasses there. was like, oh my God, I thought you shattered those because it was loud god. and i I was like, oh my god, i I was so worried because I mean, like, the girl behind the counter is like this stunning blonde model looking woman you know then the host that we had all day and it was just and then the place was packed you know with people and i was like oh my god and daryl's like jamie really And i'm like I, he's like you don't have to swirl here And i'm like i know you can't take me anywhere i'm so sorry no cracks no nothing the, god. i just glugged them down and went thank you good night he <laughs> just walked out it was awful it was just so loud, but you know, Crystal tends to do that. You know, oh, so man, it
1: wasn't your cheapo wine glass. It was not the kind you can take to go. <laughs> no, it was How not embarrassing.
0: Yeah, and I just hate it because I just can't do anything smooth. There's, there's just no thing. There's nothing about
1: uneventful in my life. I think that's why I haven't gotten into any kind of wine tasting. I just look. <sighs> awkward.
0: I do look awkward. I am awkward. I I mean, I was just so relieved that I wasn't the awkward one at the last wine tasting. I'm like, this is not me. I'm just sitting here quietly. You know, I'm not even doing anything. This is, you know, so then I started turning into a bitch because I'm just like, well, if you're going to be an asshole, I can be one too. And she wasn't even like directing it at me, but it was just so not hostess-like. It was so not... We want you to enjoy our wines. We want you to love it here like we love it. None of that. They're just like, you know, get your hooch and get out of here kind of thing. And it's like, well, I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't join your club if it was the last club on earth. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so
1: anyway. Well, I think you win for this week. Thank you. <clears throat> So uh, any announcements, anything that we need to talk about before we go? Well, we would certainly
0: love it if you would shoplippinclip.com.
1: Yes.
0: Um, We are still going to do our little carnival mini podcast. And we're waiting for the fall season to come around so that we can decide what shows we're going to watch and talk about and dish about. Just a 15 minute, quick, unedited mini episode of our chat on reality television that the Learning Channel provides us the little carnival it's coming shop at lip i think that's it
1: yes and keep shopping at amazon yeah i don't know what you might need this coming fall i know halloween's coming up and they have lots of costumes so True. talk to your kids about what they want to be uh talk to yourself about what you want to be <laughs> and uh then go shopping so other than that have a fabulous week and we will see you soon bye bye that's a wrap